This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. It started out political, then it got personal, and then it got lethal. A leading candidate for mayor of San Francisco shot. The shooter is the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. Not the current one. It's August 23rd, 1879. The Chronicle's editor was Charles DeYoung, who'd founded the paper in 1865 with his younger brother Michael. His beef was with Isaac Smith Collick, a Baptist minister and the mayoral candidate for the Workingmen's Party. That was a labor organization that had formed out of street protests just two years before, in 1877. The Workingmen's Party was the sworn enemy of big business, the rich, the press, politicians, and Chinese people. Its leader was a guy named Dennis Kearney, who was famous for starting and ending every speech with the slogan, The Chinese Must Go! He was an immigrant himself from Ireland. In 1878, the Working Men's Party had swept into power in California and rewritten the Constitution. The changes included some oversight of the railroads, which were the biggest businesses around, and restrictions on Chinese immigration. Charles DeYoung and the Chronicle backed the party, and DeYoung believed that he, not Kearney, was responsible for its success. When Kearney got all the credit, he also got an enemy in the Chronicle. Isaac Smith Collick was from Maine. He'd taken over a struggling church in Boston and turned it into the biggest Baptist church in America. He was a big man with red hair and a full beard. People described him as having a booming voice and being a great speaker. He left Boston and helped found the University of Kansas and worked on the presidential campaigns of Abraham Lincoln. In 1875, he came to San Francisco, where he led the Metropolitan Temple at the northeast corner of Fifth and Mission. That's where the Pickwick Hotel is now, catty corner from the current Chronicle building, though it's not where the Chronicle was back then. At first, Colic was against the Working Men's Party. He said they were nothing more than a mob and Chinese workers needed to be protected. But he was interested in political power. So, in a dramatic speech on July 4th, 1878, he made a stunning about-face. He said labor must be respected and the Chinese must go. His meaning was clear, and by the next summer, he was the Working Men's Party's candidate for mayor. Now, Kalak had a past. In Boston, he'd been charged with adultery, that was a crime at the time, for checking into a hotel with a woman who wasn't his wife. He was acquitted, but he left town after that. Now, DeYoung sent a messenger to Kalak that said the Chronicle would support his candidacy as long as Kalak denounced Kearney the Working Men's Party leader, and DeYoung's enemy. Collick's memorable answer to the messenger went like this. Give Mr. DeYoung my compliments and tell him to go to hell. 
De Young responded by devoting a column in the newspaper to attacking Colic every day. For four days, the top left corner of page three was a savage attack on Colic. The whole paper was only four pages. On the first day, the headline was 13 lines long. Here's just the start of it. The record of a misspent life. Infamous career of the working men's candidate for mayor. Driven forth from Boston like an unclean leper. And so on. For 10 more lines. The third day was a Friday, August 22nd. That night, Colic responded from the pulpit of the Metropolitan Temple. He resurfaced an old rumor about the DeYoung brothers that their mother had been a prostitute and a madam. It wasn't true, but it wasn't really any more false than most of the things DeYoung had written about Colic. And anyway, that was just the start of it. He called the DeYoungs ghouls. He said, if the devil in hell has an organ on earth, it is the San Francisco Chronicle. I think the Chronicle should use that as an advertising slogan now, but that's just the old punk rocker in me. On Saturday morning, Charlie D. Young hired a messenger boy and got in a cab, an enclosed carriage called a coupe, and they went to the Metropolitan Temple. When Colic emerged from the temple after the service, De Young told the messenger to tell him that a lady in the coupe wanted to speak to him. Colic later denied that the kid had said that. Anyway, he came over, peered inside, and De Young shot him in the chest, and then in the back of the leg as he fell down. This was in the middle of a crowd. And the way crowds usually reacted to such things in those days was to try to grab the shooter and lynch him on the spot. But the cops came and arrested DeYoung, which probably saved his life. Colic was badly wounded, but he survived. And by election day, September 3rd, he was back on his feet. He got a lot of sympathy votes, and he won a close election over his Republican opponent. Colic was just as combative as mayor as he had been as a candidate, and he made a lot of enemies in a hurry. He was impeached by the Board of Supervisors, charged with corruption, cronyism, and inciting mob violence, but he was acquitted. He was mayor for two years, and then he moved on to the Pacific Northwest, where he lived out the rest of his life. Charles DeYoung was somehow acquitted of shooting Colic, but the rest of his life was short. Isaac Smith Colic's son, Isaac Milton Colic, known as Milton, walked into the Chronicle's newsroom on April 23, 1880, and shot Charles DeYoung to death. For a much more complete telling of this story, pick up the book War of Words, a true tale of newsprint and murder by Simon Reed. It was sitting on my desk for a few days while I was working on this show, and about a half dozen of my co-workers stopped by as they were walking past, and they said, hey, that's a good book. War of Words by Simon Reed. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. If the devil in hell has an organ on earth, it is the San Francisco Chronicle. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.